Welcome to the the podcast that you are listening to now. We were recorded it on December seventh, twenty twenty one. It is Stop Skeletons of Fighting. This is episode fifty seven. I'm Uncle Derek. I'm Grace. And uh, we are. I'm just Grace. Only Grace. I'm just Grace today. Okay. Not nothing else. You're not. Uh, you're just Grace. I'm a disgrace. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, but I, I just feel bad because uh, we have recording this on a Tuesday. Normally we on that Monday thing, but uh, family coming to visit. Yeah. And I had to do the driving to the airport, which mm-hmm. I was happy to do, but I, I could not very well do all of that. I bet other come to the podcast, like people, you know, other people who are like, quote unquote, accountants, um, probably understand what that's like. Where you know, there's like, oh, there's a big chore that needs to happen for the family, and then like everyone else has responsible jobs. However, yeah. you are an accountant. <laughs> so, <laughs> to like, be uh, fair, I don't need. My, I can go. I mean, my brother works sure. from home too, so like. <laughs> oh yeah, he had meetings. Yeah, he has kids. He can just like. The kids I guess can we do technically had a meeting, also. <laughs> yeah, it's but then again, it's like I don't know. <laughs> but we, we can move our meeting, and it's not uh-huh. a huge deal. So, so we here on Tuesday. Um, yeah, we 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 good, and I also want to straight up, off the bat, uh-huh. apologize. Oh, yeah. I don't know why I thought that we were going to have time to do a bonus podcast last month. Mm-hmm. That was uh, kind of crazy. That was a dumb thing to say. Um, and but because man, the last month was uh, it. We I, I think we got through it. And um, I think we should. Kinda... I didn't get through it. I'm still back there. Yeah, <laughs> I am still trapped. Are it we... is. It's uh, November 23rd not quite <laughs> we did get the uh the, you know the two videos i got that resident evil 4 vr mm-hmm. and uh a really fun video of me going through my dumbest uh favorite uh controllers <gasps> which actually if right off the bat i wanted to talk about that video and i wanted to preface it mm. by jumping earlier into a question that we got from scotty oh, okay who like really liked the video about our all of our controllers and that is on Patreon right now. And they're asking, are there any accessories that you're still searching for to add to your collection? And what is the craziest accessory that you have seen that you don't own yet? And on that tip of what are you still searching for? Hmm. We actually managed to add a white whale. Well, a black whale into our <laughs> into your collection yes. like this weekend. Yes. And I'm, um, I'm contemplating reshooting part of that video just to add it in. But anyway, oh. let me know. Tell well, tell the people. At some in some capacity, we're definitely going to be talking about the Xbox Duke controller, mm-hmm. the original Xbox. Uh, not the. It was called the Duke. I do. I, I don't even know what the official name is. Why because, would, who did that? Um, I, it, it fits because that thing is fucking giant. Uh-huh. Um, and I guess here's all right. Whenever I say, "Oh, I can't find it," people always go like, "Just go on the internet." or I'm kind of lazy. <laughs> and so when I say I can't find it, it's like, so like the, the two retro shops that are kind of close to us, I called them both and they didn't have Duke controllers. So I was like, well, I can't find them. <laughs> it's, it's, it's impossible. impossible. <laughs> but uh, we were down uh, down to Seattle um, this weekend uh, and uh, a local local shop, Pink Gorilla, shouts out, uh, not an ad, but they're friends. Um, they had like three Duke controllers and I was like, wrap them up. Well, one up. <laughs> But uh, yeah, we have a Duke controller. It's so fucking giant. We've been talking about it all year, like adding it to our collection. It, I just honestly, it's, it's so it's our so funny. collection. Were, you see how I I just inserted myself into. I mean, the it's collection. a it's it's a business write off, <laughs> and 
and we were an LLC, so yeah. But the prenuptial agreement is. <laughs> we don't have a prenup. We don't. Side note, sidebar. Huh? Grace and I aren't married. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's another reason why I, we don't have a prenup. I understand why people think we are, but we're not. But yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't correct people when they say it. Um, no, I was trying to find a Duke controller has been like kind of hard. And so when I saw one, um, there is a weird, there is some kind of joke. There's a punchline to the, <laughs> hey, Xbox launched with this controller and the Switch launched with the Joy-Con and putting a Joy-Con, a single Joy-Con next to a Duke controller. I don't know what the punchline is, but there's something funny there because just the, the size difference. Yeah. Just how like at one point. I wasn't prepared, even though I knew a lot about how it was very massive and it was, you know, which is famously like one of the like, I guess, pet pratfalls they fell into when trying to bring this the console over to Japan. Yeah. Yeah. um, Like the (laughs) Bill Gates eating a giant hamburger and this. These were the two things. Mm -hmm. And like actually holding it in my hands, I feel like it's about twice as heavy as like it's about twice as heavy as having a nintendo 64 controller with the um camera plugged Mm. into the back i think you say that because uh maybe it's it's a centered weight well uh, no all right but what it is is the uh that that was previously the heaviest controller i had ever held was using the nintendo 64 controller with with you know with the camera plugged in the transfer pack and the transfer pack that previously was the heaviest i'd ever done it and to the point where whenever i play a nintendo 64 game without the transfer pack and the camera plugged in it just feels wrong Mm -hmm. (laughs) to me (laughs) because i've just for this channel i've spent so much time with weird accessories plugged into a Nintendo 64. <laughs> that's just what we do. That's our that's our day job. But anyway, I would the, say it's I, you're maybe massive. Bi- perhaps you're biased because I don't think the controller itself is that heavy. What I think we were really uh, responding to is the fact that the Xbox controllers have long cords, and so it was rubber banded to the back of it, oh. and that definitely added like several grams, you know, several yeah. ounces to it. Like the cord has a weird like tearaway yeah thing that. Made them confusing. Made them really bad for like trading them in, because if you lost that little breakaway dongle, guess what? They were not going to let you trade in. Basically worthless. Yeah, absolutely. But here's the thing: is I talked about how I thought the Xbox original controller was like one of my least favorite controllers Mm -hmm. because of where the uh, the black and white buttons are. But on the S controller for Xbox, I forgot this. The black and white controllers are like way on the bottom, like below where your thumb would be. You kind of have to crane your thumb to really hit those two buttons. On the Duke controller, they're at the top. So it really feels like it's a six button controller kind of turned 90 degrees. Kind of like, you know, it's like a Genesis controller and this kind of like rotate 90 degrees or whatever. So having the black and white buttons up there in the upper corner makes way more sense. And despite the fact the controller is massive and dumb, it has a gigantic Xbox logo in the center of it. It's pretty comfortable. Mm-hmm. And actually looking back on it now, I think I might prefer this controller to the S, but I also off, I so seldom actually plug in my original Xbox. So it's yeah. difficult to say for sure. But like, I actually, it, I felt like it was definitely too big for my hands. Mm. Derek, and I, I have, you have I, small hands though. You I, have, I literally have hands. When I go buy gloves, I go to the children's section <sighs> at Target. I have yeah. weirdly small hands. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And um, it's cute. 
I don't know. It's weird. It's it's kind of funny when it's like, oh, people with small hands, me, Donald Trump. And it's like there's no one else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, of course, there are tons of people, but those are the only people I know of. <laughs> really? I, I, I feel like I have like normal, normal-ish sized hands for uh-huh. for a man. Um, I Yeah, I think I'd I, say so. I remember when I was playing, you know, Halo way back in the day in college. I didn't like the Duke controller. And then when some friends of mine got the S, I was like, yeah, I'm playing on that. They preferred some. I had some friends prefer the Duke. Some people prefer the S. I always preferred the S. And so when I got my own Xbox, I, and I, I, I preferred the, the Steel Battalion. That was my, the only Xbox controller I, I liked. Mean, <laughs> for, for Scotty, that's the actual other answer is yeah. we talked about it briefly in the video. It's just like, <laughs> not only do I want to have the Steel Battalion, but more importantly, um, I want to have a place to put it. Mm-hmm. and store it and that's touched on briefly in the video of like uh you know i f- we finally got this space yeah. i finally got all my stuff out of storage and i finally have all my stuff like back up on display where i can easily access ac- access it which i haven't had since 2014 um so i don't want this space to then get too cluttered again right um and so yeah steel battalion it's it, 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 there's a practicality for aspect. steel battalion i feel like we what we need is like a podium like the kind that would be at a church that a preacher would, you know, have like a little microphone mounted to it for a preacher yeah. or something. Well, it's called a lectern. A le- race. Maybe, yeah, a lectern, Hello? a podium. And then you put the steel battalion controller on top of that. Mm-hmm. And then it's hollow in behind so you can have the pedals and everything. And then it's just like a giant altar to capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> just in the center of, of the space. That's really. And then at any time you would come over and accidentally knock over this balsa wood. <laughs> like yeah. podium because of the steel so what battalion you're, what you're really saying is you need to have like a floating shelf somewhere in the office and no there's no way that would be safe to like have a floating shelf there's no way that that will be you get like strong s- enough like metal strong ties we'll put it in a corner and have like four strong tie chunks of metal we'll get a home depot and drill <laughs> them directly into a stud i don't I said, i've never i i don't recall the last time i have lifted a copy of a full box copy of Steel Battalion. Yeah, but I, I imagine know, it's I a bunch of plastic. Has couple, right? I think. Yeah, I think my friend from back in the day, he has two in a crawl space somewhere. Yeah. Um. Is I, it? Is it not heavy? I would like to think that it's it's mainly plastic, right? It looks it, so. Heavy. It looks like heavy, it might though. be heavy, but like you, yeah, you can't I, make something that heavy, yeah. right? You'd make it out of like cheap plastic. I I, I don't know. These these will be the answers. I will give you. These are the questions that. Yeah. I could look up, I guess. I think. But I think I another one. Not to. The the other one would probably just be like the, how we could probably find one on the internet. But yeah. We've chosen not. Or to. like so many people have offered <laughs> to let us borrow people in the area. Oh yeah. Like people around here in in Seattle. You know, you keep talking about yeah. how you don't think we have space for it, but I feel like we could make it work. Somehow. Yeah, we keep, like especially that's what if we're I'm just saying doing is the we video. could make space for it. Oh, okay. At okay. the moment, we don't. But actually, uh, yeah, I, I something I kind of want to do, um. We kind of set the office up kind of kind of quickly just to kind of get everything out. And now that it's up and it was functional, now I, now I can actually stop back. I, I wanted to stop and kind of kind of redo things. I want to get some new furniture. I want, I to, want to get you an actual things. desk that isn't like a $40 like thing we've got off from Ikea. Yeah, balsa wood, Ikea yeah, desk that we bought like back in It's kind of not fair that I, I have, I also have an Ikea desk, but it's the one that like, you can crank to be yeah well I because i am myself... a true resident evil fan welcome back to the resident evil podcast mm-hmm. i bought a desk with a crank on it yep that lets me stand at it if i want it's a puzzle i have to solve every day yeah good it's... thing I, I got my crank 
It's the, it's the thing that makes the cavern section after the guardhouse like the worst part of the game. <laughs> no, I, I, the thing is, I is prioritized. Is it a Resident Evil game if there's no crank? Yeah. Well, no, I mean, it's not. Well, now now it's like, is it a, is it a modern Resident Evil game if there's no uh, bolt cutters? Because all yeah. of the new, like these last four, the, the seven and eight and the two remakes have had bolt cutters, I'm pretty sure. They they do, but they, they, there's still some crankage to ha- be happening. Like in Resident Evil 8, you have to crank the... I think it was the wells was the only thing that we found <laughs> that really had like a, an explicitly had a crank. Oh yeah, like, which is a very minor part, but there was like the items. Wells? Wait, at the bottom of the well. The bottom of the well. Is that a thing that happened? I mean, you go. To the I, bottom I of might the be we- making up something. Go, in, in the <laughs> it all kind of blurs Beneviento, together. Beneviento, you go down there and you get a key. Well, that that's a different section in oh. the. I okay this is terrible I'm so sorry everybody because I haven't really played this game I just watched Derek play it yeah, but yeah. in the beginning um the over village area isn't yeah, there yeah. like little wells that you can go to or there's like a, a car yes that oh, needs to be yes. cranked I don't remember yes, yeah it's it's yeah it's basically yeah you get a crank at one point and you can go around and start like opening up all the uh the yes okay yes you are right yep does Resident Evil 4 VR have virtual cranking yes Absolutely. Beyond real, that, I'm cranking it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, I mean, you. Uh, Especially during, yeah, during like cutscenes, you're just like cranking it. <laughs> wait, hold on. I wanted to finish something about the desk. Okay, sorry. The desk. Because yeah. I, I, I don't want to be like, oh. Sorry, we're not going to talk well, about Resident Evil for f- an hour I just, again. <laughs> well, I was, what was me? I have the same desk for the last six years. Well, yeah, because I purchased, I, 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 I. I got a chair and a nice monitor and a monitor stand and some other shelves for my desk mm-hmm. before getting the actual desk. Right. So that's just, I just prioritized those things. And the chair was, the chair was big. Needed that because my back was killing me. Yeah. And then having the, I have this gigantic monitor. I will brag about my gigantic monitor because I love it. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's like I, a race car. I don't even know if it's like a good monitor. It's just very big. It's and probably like, an okay one of those, I'd say. I, it's big. Based on the it's research, great, great. I, I picked it out. I played uh, a, a, a medieval. Yeah. And I played it in like super goddamn wide. Were you so immersed? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's why I don't even need VR. I just put that thing next to my face and I get my whole peripherals there. Um, I honestly, I'm, I've decided that you need a new desk and it's something I want to do. And I mean, okay, sorry for... I've decided that I am ready to buy you a new desk. Oh, okay. Um, but the reason is, it, one of the reasons is, is because we've been playing so much like iPhone stuff and we've had so many random like iPhone cords and little like things that are just like kind of strewn around Yeah. that I'm like, ooh, I just need like eight more drawers <laughs> that yeah. we can just put stuff in. And yeah. that's like, I want to get you a desk with drawers. And then that's where all of our mobile stuff will be banished. Yeah, to. I have all the uh, what's up was like the was it the before lightning, the kind of more wide slotted yeah. charger for an iPod I don't and stuff. Even know. The whale tail. Yeah, we have a, I have sure a somewhere the buck tooth on a shelf over here. I have just like bundled up like ten of those old cords, both from like <laughs> our old devices and then people who donated stuff to us or lent us stuff have also given given us their cords. So if you if you lent us a iPhone or an iPod um you will probably get some kind of cord back <laughs> i don't know if it's the one that you gave us but there will be a working <laughs> cord, a cord back for you yes yeah man so much grace you know what i'm always up here talking about video games 
Mm-hmm. There's actually a video game that you've been like obsessed with. I want you to tell yes. people about this game. I literally, I, I didn't play it last night because I was like, I'll be too hyped if I do. I have to, I have to wait until I. Dude, the last time you played it was I'll like a four sleep. hour, five hour session. You were. I when I get really into a game, I There's... tend to do that. I know that you, yeah. you don't like you're. This is like kind of the difference in our personalities in general is like you are so much better about your body just automatically has like moderation just built into it. You are just <laughs> like you put a bag of chips or a bowl of chips in front of Derek or a bowl of popcorn. You eat popcorn like every day. And if it's like a giant bowl of popcorn, yeah, yeah. Derek will only eat about a quarter of it no matter what. A quarter of the popcorn? <laughs> I'll maybe leave a quarter of it because it gets too okay, salty Okay, okay, maybe Derek, Derek will still leave things behind in the bowl. Yeah. <laughs> like, and which is not what I am like. I, I am just... Like, in fact, I cannot stop myself when it comes to popcorn. I have to, like, keep it away from you because you grab, like, huge handfuls. Yes. I like choke on it sometimes. Yeah. And it's like because I am a like a basically an animal. You're like, (laughs) can I have some? I'm like, I have to. Of course, I have to share some with you. But part of me is like, (laughs) stay the fuck away from my popcorn. I know you're going to take like huge handfuls and then drop a whole bunch of it on the floor. I'm going to hurt myself. Oh, yeah. You inhale it. Yeah. Yeah. But when you get into games. Yeah. So when I get into games, sometimes like I've played. Skyrim for like 16 hours straight one time like mm-hmm. <laughs> I get just really like zapped in to be fair though Skyrim Skyrim so Dude, I love Skyrim early game Skyrim holy shit that will that will that game will suck you in yeah so anyway I tend to be obsessive I guess is the best way to wrap that up anyway I am playing a new game um that just came out on Steam in sep no October it is called Inscription and it feels like I mean this is First off, an amazing game. All of you should oh, go try it out. Inscription with a Y, like the word yeah, crypt is like in the middle of it. Ins- Inscript. Sean. Tion. Yeah. And Tion is Tion. normal. Yeah. Uh, it is, it's very good. It's a game that I picked up because lately I've just been really getting into like card based yeah. roguelikes. Oh yeah, or just card based. Have games we talked about general. Ring of Pain at all on the podcast yet? No, I don't think so. That was your so. last huge obsession. Yeah, I got so sucked into Ring of Pain, which is um, available on Game Pass if you have Game Pass, but it also, of course, is available on Steam and mm-hmm. other things. Which is kind of like straight a straightforward roguelike, but it also has some kind of horrific elements. It doesn't really have a story, but it was just it's got so some horror fun. stuff in the, it's got some and the horror art style's stuff. amazing. Amazing holy just yeah. so like I want to I don't know if this I, I want to like commission the guy who made that game just to like do something for us someday. I don't even know what, but it's yeah. just just absolutely loved his art the art style he chose for that game. And um also Nova Island, which is a game that uh, Jaime Ugarte, who makes most of the shirts that Derek yeah. wears on Which, the show. Again, we hi- just love n- their n- work. Not even trying to, but I swear to God, I click on a shirt. I'm like, oh, this is a really cool design. And like 50, 50% of the time, it's Jaime. Yeah, yeah. I'm not even and, trying to. And so to Jaime buy. also made the skateboarding skeleton shirt. Yes. I'm very, very happy to have a personal Jaime shirt. Yeah. Um, Quality shit. But this, but so that that's the game you can play on your iPhone. But anyway, so Nova Island, which yeah. is like a more of a straightforward card game. It's not a roguelike at all. And it's like you play versus other people. That game's really cute and good. And that's what I usually play on the phone. However, Inscription is outside. It is a it to say that it's a card gaming roguelike 
is really selling that game short. Yeah. It is doing so many things. And I don't almost don't want to get into it because I don't want to spoil it. There's a I, lot of like layers of meta and ARG and like so basically when I watched you you were playing it. Okay. I was like, oh, this is very interesting. Yeah. Really cool aesthetic. Very creepy. I'm really digging it. I'll go on to Wikipedia and just kind of read about it. And then the uh gameplay section of the Wikipedia article is like 10 paragraphs. And I was like, what? And so I kind of just kind of scrolled through that. And then the plot summary is also like 10, 20 paragraphs. Yeah, this game got a story. And it's like, wait, I thought this was just like, you know, kind of a horror game, but you're it's like you're you're not playing the the, there is a card game. Well, don't don't say anything, Derek. Let me talk about it. So um I want so I want to go into this saying that I'm not gonna spoil anything, just say the barest of details, just to kind of give you a sense of what this game is like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um Basically, this game has like a card game and the way that it teaches you the card game is so scary, so high stakes. Like they re- the, the game does a really amazing job of making me feel like, oh, no, I cannot lose this round or, you know, the work, you know, the it's I, I just immediately got pulled into the world and the concept and the surrealness of it. Yeah. And uh, you you got to check it out. It's so good. Even if you don't like card games, I feel like this game is doing something pretty, pretty, I don't want to say revolutionary. Like, I don't want to gush on it too hard, but it's it structures the game and the um the tutorial is kind of structured in the way that like, you know, the Mario tutorial is where basically you are learning how to play the game as you are playing the game. Sure. But and yeah. at the same time, it is kind of giving you the story as you go along yeah. in that way. So you're kind of learn you're just learning so much as you play the game. It's really good. I, I give it got, give gotta, it a go. You gotta describe like kind of like how it starts. Oh, okay. So like because the, the 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 Sure. Oh, okay. The traps, so the first yeah. uh five minutes of the game, basically you are in a th- you are it's a 3D game and you are just trapped in a cabin with like a faceless <laughs> pair of eyes that is has somehow trapped you. You're basically trapped in a cabin with a, ser- a crazy serial killer game master who's mm-hmm. like, okay, you have to play this card game. <laughs> and, it's and, so, and when you lose the there, card game, it's like you 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 kind you you die. I think yeah, or, you basically die. And then somebody else something is terrible happens. Something? Yeah, 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 it's just it's very intense, and there's like. Kind of like a light, not like body horror, but there's now there's some shit. There's some there's, there's some, some stuff. light stuff. It's very good. There's, I, a, there's a pair of pliers. There's a pair of pliers yeah. for sure. Yeah, <laughs> and the game doesn't exactly tell you. Yeah, if you die in the game, you die in real life. Yep, <laughs> and it's very good. It's and very then good. and then as it turns out, that's like Act One of a far deeper. Yeah, it's very. And the thing is, is I think we both agree, Grace. Like uh, that first section was really drew us in, and I I, I didn't even play. I just w- enjoyed watching it with you. And kind of backseat gaming, you know, um, I, we we were both like, this could have been the whole game, just this motif. I would have been very happy with that. Yeah, it's so well done. The the art style is really good. It's just a very snappy. The puzzles just, that you solve, it's kind of like an escape room. Yeah, a little bit like mist, kind of a yeah. yeah. That's an old reference, or like probably. room five eighty five thirty seven. I can't five, remember fourteen, but that for, for the DS Nintendo DS game, yeah. 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 But yeah, I enjoyed watching you play it uh, for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really, really good. Highly recommend it. And it's like what? It's I like think it was like fifteen bucks. Fifteen bucks on Steam. It's yeah. like a 
published by Devolver. I was talking with Nitro Rad about it. Sorry if that sounds like a weird name drop, but yeah, it's not a big deal. Nitro Rad and I have DM'd exactly once. And (laughs) I I know. Roll out the red (laughs) carpet. He was I had I didn't realize this, but this game was made by the same people who made Pony Island, which is also another Mm. good game that I'm not super familiar with, but I thought I'd throw that in there. Chad is saying that Rerez was also talking about how it was great. So Yeah. Anyway, it's very good. I'm hoping to play some more of it tonight. I'm just very into it. Because you're gotten... Yeah, I'm also... I have no idea how far I am. Like, the the way the game is structured, it's kind of hard for me to tell. Yeah. Like, where... If we're wrapping up or whatever. Mm -hmm. Because before, I thought we were wrapping up, and then it was like, nope, there's a whole other game that's about to happen. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) And are are you, like, on game, like, three or four? Like, I mean, how... can Can you say too much without... In turn, yeah, I like think, how many times I guess, has the whole thing kind of shifted for you? I, th- I think I'm on the third shift, and if you've played the game, I think you know what that's what mm-hmm. kind of what that means. But yeah, it's it's cool. That's great. Yeah, um, this is why I'm Derek's the reviewer and not me. Is I'm just like, yeah, it's good. You should play. It. Yeah, <laughs> I just will. If, if you didn't talk about like fucking cabin and the, it's it's the guys it's, yeah like the more specific horror staring things. at you yeah yeah and the the music is so good and the the sound effects sound effects yeah are re- i think that is what really goes into making it a great atmosphere if i was gonna have one knock on the game it's that it is not compatible it's only it's only on steam which is fine it's a new game but it is only compatible with a keyboard and mouse and which is a problem for that's me. That's just you, yeah. For that's I know, that's, and I know that's only a problem for me. But the way the amount of buttons that are being used, it does not. It could be on a controller. Mm-hmm. I know that that adds a lot of extra resources to the game making process. And so I'm I'm happy they got it out. They did an amazing job. I hope that that's something that will be implemented in the future. Because um, I have weird carpal tunnel issues and I'm already on a mouse and keyboard all the time. So I like to switch to a controller just yeah. to, so my hands can do something else. But it's good. Yeah, the other day, uh, so I watched you play that for a while. Um, and then you wanted to play more of it. And you're like, hey, you want to watch? And I was like, no, nah, I'm going to go and play Bloodborne. <laughs> I got way back into Bloodborne again because I wanted, again, to, get, again. I wanted again. to get the platinum. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I played through multiple times. Um, I started playing like a whole new game because it had been long enough since I played Bloodborne. Uh, I kind of I had forgotten a lot of little ins and outs and little pieces. And my favorite part of all the Souls games, honestly, is the exploration. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. There's a lot to love. Uh, with this all you know all the entire Souls catalog. For I me, think you like the thrill of risking your life and then oh, there's a treat at the yeah. end of well, it. I just love exploring. I mean, I, I yeah. just think, I think Miyazaki and his team has always been like, they, they just know how to properly pace an area, how, you know, just, I love exploring, finding secrets, figuring out where all the enemies are and kind of how to work your way through them. I love how they all double back on themselves as shortcuts. Honestly, that was kind of like the, the, the bittersweet moment for me in Bloodborne when I beat the DLC or just even got to the last boss. I was like, oh shit, I'll never have a new area to explore ever again. And that really bummed me out. So I guess I waited like five years to go back to it. Um, I think a while ago I got back into it because I was like, I'm going to do the Chalice Dungeon stuff. And I, the Chalice Dungeons are fun. But I do feel that like there's only, you kind of, 
the chalice dungeons don't have enough variety for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I did suffer through them because I wanted to get that platinum. Getting the 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 two chalice dungeon bosses, uh, you have to go through a series of chalice dungeons to get to one particular boss. And then when you beat you beat the boss, then you get an item. Basically, you get an achievement for getting that item, but you have to go in a certain order. And one uh, chalice dungeon you have to go to is called a defiled chalice dungeon. And uh, it is a rude chalice dungeon. There's a lot of different. There's a lot of different uh, gimmicks and uh, you can. There are a lot of ways you can build a chalice dungeon. And some of them like will make them way difficult. This one, you have half your health. And um, not only do you have half health, there are two bosses in particular uh, that are incredibly difficult, basically have multiple attacks that are one shot, and uh, they have insane amounts of health. So it's just a fight that's just like not fun. It doesn't even feel like it's like it's sort of a dumb challenge to me because it's not like it, this is a boss with like a really interesting moveset. Or like, you know, it's just an endurance. It's just like they they turn the sliders up on the boss and the sliders down on you. And it's just really not interesting of a boss fight. And I'd always bounced off of that. And then I finally fucking beat it. Um, I found another. There's there's another chalice dungeon called <laughs> called the cum dungeon. <laughs> because it's like F-T-P-C-U-M-M-M-M. But it's just this wild chalice dungeon with like insanely hard enemies. You have literally five hit points or something like that. But when you enter the chalice dungeon and you just walk and look at a wall, uh, it will spawn in enough enemies that this one enemy spawns in front of a bunch of pendulum swinging uh, 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 blades. And then they die You meet without you even having to do anything. And it gives you like 100,000 blood echoes. Just immediately. Immediately. Yeah. So like, and then you, and then you just, and you. You re- 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 reawaken with your golden uh, uh, ticket item. You can just blood echoes become nothing. You can max out in like literally an hour if you just want to complete put on a podcast and do this. You will get millions so and millions of blood that... echoes. And because it, 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 I, I I was already on New Game Plus with this yeah. character, but so I it, needed... did it make that that dungeon a lot easier? Not a lot so... easier. <laughs> just a, but I I kind of was at the point where I was like, man, I just want to I just want to get this. I put in my hours. This boss fight just sucks. Yeah, it just sucks. And even with all the extra, uh, uh, basically like the, you know, I, I didn't 100% max out all my attributes, but I like you get to a point where adding more to your attributes is a severely diminishing return. So it's like a soft lock. So basically, once you get to like 50 vitality, it's really not worth it to go any higher than that. Right. Mm-hmm. So I got myself to like, you know, level 200 something, which is not the max you can get, but like pretty good. And it still was a pain in the ass. It still took like hours and hours and plays so many tries. But the fun thing is I finally got done with that. And the other achievement I had to get was um, I had to get the other two endings, three endings, two endings. I had to get the other two endings uh, and then a couple items that I'd missed. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I'm like ridiculously strong and I just start ripping through the campaign. Uh, and I had some fun exploring, but I was really just trying to main line to get to the end because i had another game that i had started and that was like going off and doing like Kanehurst castle and going to the jail early and stuff like that optional stuff you don't really need to do if you're just trying to beat the game so i was like i'm st- i want to keep all that stuff still fresh in my head because i don't remember because it it's been so long since i've been there uh so i just like mainline beat the game 
which actually when you play New Game Plus, it's a couple boss fights uh, that are still pretty difficult. Again, they're just going to play with sliders when you play on New Game Plus Bloodborne. It's just, hey, these these guys just do like more damage now. Hey, you sick health. freaks. Yeah. We just, we just made it harder. Exactly. Here you go. And that there was still a couple of frustrating points, um, but I beat it. And it, I don't know why I thought that it was just going to let me load my game again. Because there's there's basically when you get to the end of the game, you talk to the guy and it's like, hey, do you want me to kill you now or do you want to fight? And if you if you kill you, so I did, I just if you kill him, you don't have to do the boss fight and you die and you start over. It's quick. If you fight, then you fight and then it's over. And the third ending is if, if, if you fight and you have gotten like all the uh, umbilical cord yeah. things, there's a couple items you have to find. A and special... Do some, you know, one thirds of umbilical cord or whatever pieces of heart, whatever. Basically, yeah, I have to get all the pieces of Triforce and then you fight. Then the fight is like extra long. You fight another guy after him or something like that. That's whatever. Yeah. And that's the weird ending that no one, no one quite understands. Uh, sidebar. I still, I feel like I've watched enough lore videos. I still think that there's a lot in Bloodborne that no one quite really fully understands even now. But anyway, I had to get that platinum and I was like, I got to beat the game again. So yesterday I beat it and I was like, okay, well, I want to get this platinum. I got to earn it. So I just basically speed run the game and I'm currently uh, up to the uh, Menzies nightmare, Menzies nightmare, which is the last area of the game. Man, that's once a month for me. Am I right? Ladies, (laughs) ladies, (laughs) but I was able to like, man, I, I felt I felt so cool. I, I don't I don't speed run. I'm that's not that kind of guy. I like to take you basically my, finish the whole game. Dude, I like to take like my time with shit. Yeah. I really love to take my t- especially with the Souls game. It was really weird watching you play last night and you not yeah running to every corner and I was just like oh yeah and I, I was killing feels was like wrong. dropping enemies and they had items. It's like literally wasting my time. Like because I I mean at a certain point I I had so many bloods I had so many blood I was like nothing to spend them on so I just like maxed out all my blood uh blood vials and uh, 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 ammo yeah. and everything else. So it's like... And you have all the items already. Yeah, so and if I need whatever. anything else, I can just buy it. Uh, yeah. The only thing I can't really buy is like the stone chunks that are like the... to the. the now the, you know what it's like to be mega rich. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was, and so it was kind of fun to be like, just ki- kill anything that gets in my way. And Those if it, dang ravens. And if it does, then like, yeah, just kill them and move on. Also, I don't recall this being so prominent when I first played. But I think if it was, I would have definitely just have ignored it because I had this like toxic macho mentality with it. But you can just like, yo, you can just like summon co-op partners on, on a boss fight. Yep. And I feel like I definitely had this mentality of like, no, man, I'm, I, I'm not going to look at a walkthrough. I'm not going to look at any videos. I'm not going to ask for any support. I'm going to do this myself. And I did. And then years later, I'm like, oh, this boss kind of sucks. I'm just going to call in this dude and, hey, just distract him while I hit him in the butt. You know, just like <laughs> I'll sl- sl- this, this weak spot on the shoulder. I'll just here. use my pea shooter exactly. from halfway across the field. Yeah. Um, that was one boss I totally cheesed because he has a, a one hit kill, huge sweeping uh, yeah. magic spell. And it's like, man, fuck that. Sit over here and just like use my black eyeball magic. Um, so also no shame anymore, man. I was just ripping through. You were, pl- being, you were kind of ridiculous. I was just playing through any any shortcut I could do, uh, any mo- any monster I could just run past, and then anybody I could uh, summon. Hell yeah, summoned. Vacuous Rom, 
I don't know, man. Them spiders, like, they can get up on you. Like, they can one-shot you, basically. So I, yeah, I call in a buddy who's, like, a, just, a, a, just a computer, you know, c- CPU buddy. And... You should call real people sometime. I think, though... Is that too spooky? I think I could I could do when I... If, I might after this, though. I might still go back again and play the other save. Well, I you're going to have to because I, yeah, you... I've i been waiting for Derek to finish with his platinum so that he can um, do what I like to call the fishies. But I really like I liked the DLC, the Bloodborne DLC. Yeah. Um, and I would and like for- to watch it again. And unfortunately, the Bloodborne DLC. <laughs> that was a good movie that I saw one time and I would like to rewatch it, please. Thank you. <laughs> and unfortunately, the fishies is like there's like three main sections of the DLC. And that's the yeah. last section. It takes a while and to the get DLC to the fishies. The DLC is hard. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. What but, uh, Before you go, we transition off. What weapon are you using for your, your run? What's oh, the- um, I really like the Whirly Gig Saw. Grace mm-hmm. wants me to use the wheel more because it's obviously the coolest. But I went with the uh, the moon sword that yeah. um you can uh y- you can transform it to like you know pow- it's like master sword shoot energy out that 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 one's really I, I just like that weapon because when it's not powered up it just has a really wide swing and you can really just like crowd control hit like you know three four enemies in front of you and then for some of the boss fights in the chalice dungeon um when you have uh, it powered up instead of a big you know horizontal slash it's more of a vertical diagonal slash so you can kind of hit enemies that jump up above you mm. so i just I, and also when it's not powered up the, the stab is really really good the strong r2 stab like okay. it's really fast okay. crazy damage but this is why you should use the wheel have you ever seen that that anime trigun no i've seen outlaw star and cowboy bebop but i haven't seen trigun this is why you don't want to use the wheel because there's oh. a character who um doesn't use a wheel to fight but basically they use a large everyday object well every end of day object he uses a coffin as his weapon <laughs> it's basically oh, like a giant coffin that's like gungrave maybe Gun- i'm maybe i'm remembering it wrong and it's not trigun that does that yeah gungrave but is like as a guy creature he's, character he's a big whatever. tall grim reaper, reaper looking guy with guns but he has like a coffin chained to his back yeah and i played the ps2 game which was like about as brainless as a game could possibly fucking get <laughs> Um, and I, oh yeah, so I'm, before we wrap this up, I supposedly do have to talk about Sekiro because people are asking in the chat. Um, and that is actually one thing that has me worried about Elden Rings. Uh, Elden Ring? I think it's just yeah. singular ring. I need, uh, yeah. Kind of like Lord of the Rings, but I'm except kinda, not like Lord of the Rings because. It's like Eternal Rings, which is another ring, FromSoft game. Just one ring to rule them all. Just think Elden Ring. Sure. It's, it's, it's the Elder. Or like maybe it's a belt. Maybe it's not about a ring. Maybe it's about a belt. It's like, yeah. oh. Maybe it's just a telephone. It's really old. Yeah. And it only rings once. Yeah. I mean, it only ring ring once. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's the Elden Ring tone. Yeah. Um, you only ring once. So I think that they should totally remake Bloodborne because for as fantastic as this game is, yo, it was 2015. It was, the frame rate's not great. Uh, I think the camera could use a lot of work. I do think that some of the textures up close, like I think design-wise, this game's fucking gorgeous, but it could use a fresh coat of paint. But honestly, I feel like the um, man, the camera and the lock-on system—it's not great in this game. Uh, it's it's manageable, but I recall the camera in Sekiro being just awful. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't could. In particular, there's this one uh, enemy you fight that's—I think it's basically just a big old bull, the bull. just yeah, a big yeah. angry bull. 
and he can rush like bomb rush you really fast and just when that happens having to move the ca- like every time you get caught on a wall and your your camera perspective switches and suddenly you're just like clipped inside of the ball and yeah. it's like it's terrible and it's like oh look for this attack when he attacks you i can't see anything yeah how am i gonna look for his tells uh and yeah there's just so many boss fights and i just was not i just didn't find the combat that interesting and i thought the camera fucking sucked i thought the camera was garbage and i yeah. thought that like i kind of look at bloodborne and I'm like, oh, this is the reason why the camera on Sekiro sucked is because like this is the first time they had like a lot of vertical movement. And I don't think I think it's like a very similar engine. It's like the same camera. It was fine with Bloodborne because it was only one plane. But when you add in, you know, the Y plane, when you add in the verticality, I just thought that Sekiro, I just I couldn't get into it. Uh, I don't mind a difficult game, but I found Sekiro to be like genuinely just frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also the, the it, part in Sekiro I, I am not the kind of person who enjoys from software games just you know whatever I, I like the idea of them I enjoy them as movies mm-hmm. don't really enjoy <laughs> playing them and um, but Sekiro I bounced off of um, but I will say and I'm pretty sure I've talked about this before the part in Sekiro after the first few bosses where you are on a cliff and you're running away from a giant snake yeah maybe Honestly, it's probably one of my top five favorite moments of any video game ever. I had so much fun. Mm-hmm. I was just like screaming the entire time. It was just, it was great. Yeah, that moment where you kind of, you get a, you, the, the snake like leaves itself open and you can stab it in the eye. Uh, and I was just like, and then, <gasps> yeah, because oh it's oh my God. like I, for some reason, I just really was like bought in to this whole mm-hmm. the gimmick. And but also in that moment, <laughs> like, it's like I need to be sneaky. And I was like, <laughs> and then you do that. It's like fucking run. <laughs> yeah, get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. I but love but that. then after that, you got to fight a guy on a horse. I, you know what? I, and, yeah, and I didn't right really... after that. You go up around a corner I mean, three let, feet later. Me, the fucking bowl. If you let me finish. Sorry, I yeah. just really. I liked the fighting the grunts, didn't like the boss fights. And, yeah. you know, unfortunately, there wasn't much grunt stuff. I love the exploration. I got to a point shortly after the bowl where I was like, in every possible direction I went until I got to a boss fight and I just kind of like turned around. Yeah. And then I was, I kind of found myself like, okay, there's like eight different bosses here basically. And I just don't want to. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy that it. people liked it because I, I feel like a lot of people really liked it. They really it. did, yeah, I know, on the weird and that's, one. That's awesome. Um, but I, yeah, I, I think that all from software games do lack a little bit of polish and it's like fine because w- all the other stuff they're doing is so cool and yeah. there's so much detail everywhere else, but there is always like a little bit of jankiness, which honestly makes game, I think jankiness makes games great. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think... There are so many games that wouldn't be good without, like, Skyrim, for example. Yeah. <laughs> like, if it was less janky, I it, don't like, think it would be as good. It's like continuity <laughs> errors in films. Like, it's a, it's, a, it's a thing that only happens in this medium, and it's it's it's, it's charming. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. And, yes, I mean... But, so- I, yeah, I think I, I am expecting, as someone who has not really paid a ton of attention to the early, like, gameplay videos or anything surrounding this game, I am expecting that that camera issue will still be a problem yeah and honestly playing bloodborne again and being a little hyped for eternal ring i'm maybe less elden excited ring. now <laughs> elden ring oh eternal rings is the ps2 game My i bad. mean we're all hyped for eternal rings derek you don't even need to say yo eternal <laughs> rings on ps2 is all right and that game is hella cheap <laughs> it is basically like a super watered down uh king's field but it's fine yeah yeah 
you know, we all we all need that sometimes every once in a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, that's like kind of so that's like kind of the main stuff that's happened after. Oh, I just want to say. Oh, OK. Uh, Yo, people seem to like that Halo. Yeah. And I played some that multiplayer Halo. I can and see uh, a Halo. Yeah. Halo. I'm I don't know. Is is Halo back, baby? It that would be, be that would be really exciting. I'm happy for Halo. I, it looks like it's gotten really good reviews, yeah. but the game comes out tonight. Is that what's happening? Yeah, so we yeah we 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 won't have access to the single player because uh, we don't have Xbox Series X. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, the multiplayer seemed fun. Uh, I got fucking destroyed, and I think many times d- definitely during the um the last few weeks where we're working on videos in in, in November. I was playing a little bit of Halo. I needed to get good and I was just kind of kind of too tired and burnt out. So I just had I just played a game that I can turn my brain off for and Bloodborne was that for me. So I would lo- I, I'm looking forward to playing more Halo. But yeah, I'm just happy to see that man like Halo's back. Yeah. Um it just was so sad to see it not around anymore. But also like, you know, Halo had kind of messed up. Uh 343 had not done the greatest job. Uh, with it, because um, man, I think we talked about it last time. When Halo Five came out, and it felt like it was just a nothing, mm-hmm. absolute thud when it dropped. Yeah, it's it's it is kind of weird to think of a Microsoft property as an underdog, <laughs> but yeah. I do kind of see it that way, and I do and- hope that it is successful because I I do think it's good to have multiple game consoles. <laughs> Like, I know that's weird to say, but I, I like that there is some sort of competition happening yeah. in the console space. And I would, you know, I, I want to see Microsoft be successful just so that we can continue to have that competition. Yeah. And also, maybe we should slow down on the Call of Duty. Maybe. I mean, I don't like Call of Duty games, but you, I feel like... You feel like Call of Duty fi- games are not even the release schedule, but just in general, that game plays really fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just in general, can Call of Duty just slow down? Slow it down, yeah. But also, I feel <laughs> I, like I barely I spawn and then I die. Just yeah, every time. I'm just not good at them, and that's fine. I'm not gonna get good at them, and that's also fine. But I just feel like no one's liked a Call of Duty game really. I don't know. O- I feel like this- people always complain about it, but it they do fine. Yeah, you know, there's no no reason to not keep doing them like they've been doing them. I guess. Well, here's the thing. It's like. Pokemon has been doing the same garbage, the same th- the same game, and people fucking love it. And it's like that's fine. It was just strange when uh, Pokemon came to Switch. Suddenly, everybody was like, "Wow, this is really low quality." It's like, where you been? They've been making GBA games. Yeah, no, and more there were- or less. Yeah, for like on, on DS and 3DS, and y'all didn't notice and didn't care that they were making I, one I don't game like how you're talking- three times. I, I don't like how you're talking about the community that community is a monolith because there were a, t- a lot of people who were happy it was, with it. it it was just very strange that um that the, yeah. the the size of the backlash yes. was kind of unprecedented for that franchise and of course yeah the the res- the the response to that backlash is like well they still you know sword and shield still sold like a gajillion copies yeah, so all that anger really did not translate to a, a loss in sales you know what honestly However, i wonder oh, i'm going somewhere with this oh i'm just going somewhere I'm okay. just, but pokemon doesn't really have a huge uh competitor they're still kind of like the only game in town however with call of duty the, i think if the more competition for call of duty the better you know and if halo comes out and is a real force and then we have all the Fortnites and apex legends and stuff like that and it really would have forced 
the Call of Duty franchise to take a year off and really focus up and deliver something like, you know, extremely good. And that's why the competition, that's why there's, it's good to have competition. Yeah. Um, so things won't be so stale, you'd hope. Mm-hmm. In theory. In theory. So, you know, it's like... Internet's still terrible in the United States, so... <laughs> yeah, this is true. Well, which is because, because we don't have competition, we have cartels. Yeah. That's a different topic. I wonder if a lot of the hate on that Pokemon got... I know that it was real and a lot of people felt it, um, but I just wonder how much of it was just a product of being one of like the first games that came out in our post social media post like Trump algorithms are turned up to the amplify unpleasant emotions as much as possible. Like mm-hmm. how, you know, yeah. there is a part of me whenever stuff happens, I'm like, how much of this is real? Yeah. Like you, you know, you see articles on like a Buzzfeed or something that's like um, Zendaya and Tom Holland touched hands and you won't believe people's reactions. It is literally five tweets. too. Yeah, you look at it's like five tweets and they all have like no, (laughs) you know, what like reality. I guess I I shouldn't say like a post Trump world. It's like we're in a post reality world or where what is true and what is not true and what is being amplified and does not represent the population at large and what does yeah. is like always a fluid thing that's really hard to sort There's out. reason to be skeptical. It just felt like this was the first time a Pokemon game came out and it wasn't just rapturous applause. Yeah. Um, and I always was like, maybe this is the Pokemon game for me. And then I'd buy it and be like, I just don't. Ooh, nah. Yeah. You know, Like black and white, I really didn't like. Yeah. Uh, but it, And it was purely just... And then we even got Moon, <laughs> and I also bought a Y off of a friend. Yeah. Because someone told me, I know X and Y, this is the time to come back. Um, and yeah, just just, just, just that, that, that grind. That, that, yeah. I just, Not even, for me, it wasn't even the grind. It was just that the world doesn't feel very, to me, their worlds don't feel very full or lived in or like well considered. Mm-hmm. Like it, it just kind of feels like, oh, there's a character and they're standing at this spot. Like, I don't know. I'm yeah. not saying that we need to have like Skyrim level of like things are mapped out or whatever. It just it just feels like the world is more kind of video game-y, just mm-hmm. more like artificial. Like, I am an NPC and I say one line of dialogue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like that kind of thing. I'm and holding it, a volleyball and I say something about being a sports team. Yeah, you know. and it's... I, And the way that every... Like all the trainers are just like color palette swaps of, you know, a trainer that, you know, like mm-hmm. the cool, cool guy, Jimmy and cool guy, Ted. Yeah. Once went to battle. And then, you know, it, it just they're just that I just I'm kind of like, man, there are other games that can give me a little bit more. Yeah. Like, Pokemon are cute. And I appreciate that yes. about them. Like in theory, in theory, <laughs> I would like Pokemon and I have no problem with it. But every time I try and play a new game, I'm just like, yeah, it's just not clicking for me. Yeah, me too. Um, I kind of want a little bit more. Sometimes I am in the mood for kind of a brainless, let's just kind of walk around and do whatever, yeah. and I turn my brain off. But I do miss that. Like, I, like, I, I don't want to say brainless like it's brainless, but you know you know what I mean? Just kind of like more of a chill experience. Yeah. But I miss yeah. like old school RPG. I got my card games and, for that. Yeah. I, I, I can't. I'm sure they're they're out there, but like I miss old school. I played through Final Fantasy One on PSP recently, 
And uh, even though that game is, is is retooled to be much, much easier than it was on the NES, I do kind of miss those classic dungeon crawler RPGs where you really are grinding so you can get a better sword or you're in a dungeon and it's like, well, I have about enough magic and healing that I can probably get back to town to heal up. But I could also maybe venture deeper into the cave to try to get some more treasure. So you want and the like, Crash Bandicoot of Dark Souls of Dragon Warrior. <laughs> I just miss like that more simple gamble. Right. I just kind of miss that. Um, and the, also those games started quicker. Like here's a sword. Go to It's like here's a sword. Here's a shield. And it, go to that dungeon over there. Yep. And then you'll and or if you want, yo, just wander off over to the desert here or off in this forest and get your ass handed to you because it's like way high level. Yeah, you're not supposed to cross that bridge yet. Yeah, you can cross if you want. <laughs> Fucking don't, you know, that kind of thing. Or if you want, if you really think you, if, if you can go over there and like find a wavern or a skeleton and if you can somehow kill those things at level three, you'll get so much experience. I kind of that was a that's something I feel like is lost now. Uh, just a just a raw gameplay. Uh, experience like that but, but maybe there's like not a huge audience for it <laughs> or maybe that's more like the indie scene but yeah playing like dragon warriors old dragon warriors and old final fantasies and old you know nes and super nintendo rpgs i do kind of miss that uh just raw gamble exploration mm-hmm. uh and yeah yeah i don't know how you would do that with pokemon though at the same time, it's oh, like no. it is. I'm so, I, was, I guess I was moving on from Pokemon. Oh, I, I, okay. Yeah, there's no you couldn't switch up the formula with Pokemon. Like yeah. I understand, I understand that like me not liking Pokemon is totally me. Like, oh there's, yeah, there's an army of billions behind me that are like happy to keep yeah playing that it, experience. It would be wrong to do something super different because you know there's. You can't just like break. You can't just make like a dark what? gritty Pokemon yeah. reboot. Like well, what? They are making some kind of open world style ish Pokemon game. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I don't really follow it too much. Yeah. Ar- really Arceus Legends or something like that. Yeah, Arceus something Legends? like that. Yeah. I don't remember. Well, we got. Yeah, let's get a couple more. Uh, we got a couple questions. Yeah. This is from Daniel and Clara. Clara are uh, who are from Sweden, and they're asking about how. Um, if I can just summarize real quick, basically they grew up. Playing bootlegs, playing pirated games yeah. all the time. And they Every were just wondering day. what our experience with games like that are. Yeah, the first time I remember ever seeing a disc, and, it, and it's like, my brother was like, this is a, a Japanese game and it's a burn. It's a burnt disc. Uh, and I think it was like for Ark the Lad or something like that. That was really my experience. Was just, like, like sometimes your brother had weird stuff, weird Japanese games to come in. Um, like you know, Final Fantasy 7 was released in Japan before it was released in America. Uh, you know, all types of games came out in Japan first. My brother was way into the import scene because he would import games that he didn't think were going to come to America, but he had friends that would like you know hook him up with burn discs and stuff like that. But we didn't have a whole lot of them. Uh, I guess. I was the younger brother who was fine with all the Nintendo and Super Nintendo hand-me-downs. Um, so uh, I, I really kind of stuck to... I was, it was never difficult for me to get the physical media, but definitely, you know, once you started getting more serious with YouTube, absolutely, like emulation. Mm-hmm. Which I'm not, it was not, not exactly bootleg, um, but uh, I had no problem with it. Yeah. Um, I, I think at this point, it's, it's, you know, I've said this about Earthbound for years, because Earthbound has always been an extremely expensive game. It's more important just to play the damn thing and to own it. 
because you can buy it, you know, from a scalper for a couple hundred thousand dollars now, whatever yeah. it is. And owning it is really cool. And everyone, I would hope everybody should be able, everybody who wants a copy of Earthbound should have one. And there's reproductions out there. I don't know how the reproduction, like if, if, a, if you buy a reproduction cartridge of Earthbound, you know, is it going to be just as good as an actual copy? I would hope so. The weird thing about that is I would actually say if you were going to play Earthbound now, absolutely do not do it in a repro cart. Like do it instead on in some weird emulator thing where you can have save states. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can save wherever you want or like have it portable with you, like get some weird Game Boy Advance type thing that can where you Mm -hmm. can just play it there. For the love of God, don't, you know, don't play it on the Super Nintendo or whatever. Because it's just like, it's not the most convenient. Sure. And it is a long game. Yeah. You know, if you were, if I think for most people probably don't have the time to like. I would argue that down and do it. Earthbound is like a classic old school long RPG. One of the better paced ones, though. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Definitely of, of Super Nintendo RPGs. It's near the top. Yeah, but I, I just think for like a modern, a modern gamer, there's the, so much... the whole concept of having to wait to save, I yeah. think is like, it's just not convenient. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's just nicer to be able to be like, okay, oh crap, my potatoes are burning. All right, yeah. I'm going to save and just get it, go <laughs> rescue dinner or mm-hmm. whatever. Well, even like, well, like you know, that they... classic adult gamer problem of potatoes yes, burning. Pota- don't burn the potatoes yeah. down. Yeah. All right. <laughs> This game brought to you in part by freshly cooked potatoes. <laughs> Even well, they would still have the thing of like, you know, you have to run back to the king to save or call your dad to save. But when they when those games came to portable, uh, you have like a one times use quick save that would allow you to turn the game off. And then when you loaded your game, that save like vanished, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, that's fine. I have no problem with save states. Um, I, I think people that play a really difficult action game and use save states, they know they're not really getting the full experience. Um, but that's they fine. They don't want some, that experience. So some of those games, man, they fucking suck, man. Yeah. You, you got I really do feel like for some of these old Nintendo and Super Nintendo games, I love them. But you, I just feel like you had to have been born in that because it's like, you don't. nobody makes games like that anymore. Mm. Uh, even like, you know, or what the worst is like play emulate some arcade games. Oh, and understand that how like just like stupid tilted the table is against you and how they're designed to suck quarters from you. Like, you know, they're, they're purposefully made bad mm-hmm. because it was all about making money, not making good games. Right. Yeah. And well, and speaking of that, like a lot of NES and SNES titles are inflated time wise or at least made more difficult Yep. Um, because of the rental market in America or at least like the versions of games that we would have had access to Resident are... Evil 4 was supposed to have auto aim yeah <laughs> crazy full stop they <laughs> broke that game and made it harder for the US and people were like so what I can still beat it sure you can it's a great game and you committed it to memory but everybody else at least in Japan like didn't have to struggle with the snake bosses so much yawn was not that difficult you know yeah you said Resident Evil 4 you meant Resident Evil 1 that's it Resident Evil 4 yeah, yeah Resident yeah. Evil 1 okay <laughs> Sorry, in my brain, because we've done so much Resident Evil 4 videos, Resident Evil 4 is one word. So if, it, when you start with Resident Evil, yeah. you're like, I'm probably, I'm going to say 4. Resident Evil, yeah, like, <laughs> saying Resident Evil 4 VR was difficult because 
To me, that's two words. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's that some of these old games, when you play them, uh, uh, you know, in, in pirate play emulation. Yeah. I mean, some people want to be like, don't use save states. Nah, fuck that. Well, <laughs> play I feel how you like want, bro. Whatever. For, it's more important you play me. and experience this game and understand. Like, I still think you know what you're getting. When you save states, it's not like you're suddenly forgetting what games used to be by. Oops, sorry. I just bumped the mic. Oh. But just it's it's no it, the idea. Honestly, you can have you can do stuff that's like that you couldn't do before. Like we were uh, your niece was visiting this. We were hanging out with your niece this weekend mm -hmm. and she was just showing us weird glitch stuff that she's learned oh about God, in Breath yes. of the Wild. And it wouldn't have been possible, you know, for her to do this stuff if, you know, you hadn't been able to just save wherever you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. so she could like, okay, I'm going to try to use this apple i don't know to do something and oh it didn't work out okay load the save try it again like mm -hmm. it, it just wouldn't have like a lot of weird stuff wouldn't be possible yeah like me being able to go to the like seventh or whatever dungeon in legend of zelda <laughs> for my first dungeon <laughs> or whatever like go through the woods yeah brute force my way there because i was just like you like oh that's right you accidentally <sighs> went through the lost woods perfectly well not perfectly it took me like three hours but <laughs> safe states like brute force. Oh, but you, yeah, you should not have gone there. But also, like, the, dude, the first Legend of Zelda is an amazing example because that is an amazing game, arguably the greatest game ever made. Yeah. However, there there is some stuff that is like so absolutely genuinely cryptic. Mm -hmm. Like, how are you supposed to know this random bush here is where you know the eighth dungeon is, or uh, this one area you have to blow up with bombs to get meat so that you can get by. You know, Jub Jub is hungry. Uh, th there's some legit cryptic stuff in that game that I think yeah. kind of everybody should play Zelda. I think it's just for how old it is mm -hmm. and for how good it still plays and for how influential it was. Yeah, it's maybe one of the it's easily one of the best games ever made. Yeah. It, and, and of but course, it's like so what, fucking cryptic with though. what the original question was, you know, save. it's really not a question about save states or whatever. I guess we're like pro piracy. <laughs> And pro emulation I, but we i i never really had any experience with bootlegs and part of that yeah. is because i video gamed so late and also um you know the the person getting me the games was not myself it was my mom <laughs> or my brother it was you know <laughs> yeah, my, yeah. you know mommy and daddy and so um the closest i got was really was renting video games I, and i know that's not bootleg but in terms of experiencing a bunch of weird stuff you know, on a yeah. cheap it was, for it was, cheap. It was still a $50 game yeah. for $5 for three days. Yeah, that's how know? I played Rule of Rose back in the day. Mm -hmm. Stuff like that. Yeah, and I uh, i mean, it's like, it's weird to say I'm pro-piracy. It's like, I'm just pro-preservation and I'm pro-consumer because like, it's just a means of access. Mm -hmm. It's a, you know, supply-demand kind of situation to push and pull. Like, if you don't make these games easily available, people are still going to be curious about them. And if there is no other option, they're going to pirate them. Yeah. That's just like people are begging. Like, people were begging Nintendo. Give us a copy of Earthbound to buy. Please give us Earthbound on Wii U. And I guarantee most of the people who wanted that, like had already played the emulator version, probably had carts, but they were like begging. We will give you money. Let us buy Earthbound again. Um, so, yeah. Pro piracy is a strange statement. <laughs> but I... <Arr. laughs> But I, I, I think it's, you know, if you really want to learn about video games, you should, it's more important to play them. It's cool to own them. 
I'm not going to sit here and say I don't own shit. <laughs> well, and this kind of ties into a question from uh, Chev Matic um, about how do we feel about retro gaming stores or store places on eBay selling repro cartridges of games? I don't really have any problem with it, to be honest. I, I think the only issue I can be is if you think you are buying a legitimate, if you have a repro and you're, and you're if you have a repro of Earthbound, but you are charging a thousand bucks, like it's yeah. a real one, like nah. I, I feel like nah, as long nah, nah, as nah. everyone knows it's a repro, yes. I don't really see any problem. Yeah. And if yeah. you can do repros, make sure the sticker looks good. You know, I mean, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, make sure. Because sometimes you get like weird. Um, <laughs> uh, I forget who does this, but sometimes you buy a game, a used game, and you're like, yeah. And you open it up and the pamphlet is just like a, some weird, like someone copied, used a copier yeah, and then yeah. folded the, <laughs> the you realize the cover, book. the cover is just like a normal piece of paper. It's not even, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's all printed weird. And you're like, oh, like stuff like, you know. But I, I have, I, I've found, you know, a handful of my games I found out that are like, Hey, this market's crazy. And I had a handful of Nintendo and Super Nintendo games that I didn't really care about owning physically that were worth several hundred dollars. So I was like, I'll sell these off. Mm-hmm. Um, and we went to a, a shop and then like, you know, they opened up, they opened them all up to make sure they weren't repros. And I was like, no, they. I bought those in the 90s. <laughs> I bought those in like at least before the year 2001. They're definitely not repros. Um, so I think like, yes, reproduction cartridges to make them more accessible, thumbs up. To Even, s- to swindle people, thumbs down. Yeah. No. Another use case that I like for repro cartridges is sometimes people will like, I don't know, make a game that didn't come out, like Sweet Home, for example. Oh yeah, yeah. That's and right. then so you can buy it, and then they'll like make it like a cool color. So yeah. you know, like you know, so it's like not just that boring dank gray or whatever on your. Yeah, shelf what's wrong with that? i hate it i know <laughs> I but it was it. a gift for my friend no 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 no, no. i mean um i could i'm got... not i'm not calling out that cartridge in particular yeah, i'm yeah. calling out oh, okay. the entire nin- nintendo and uh oh i just mean like the nintendo snes cartridges versus like the famicom cartridges like because famicom are all different colors and they're beautiful oh they're i i have like 10 that i've collected purely because i just like looking at them yeah you, <laughs> and... had, a little, you had a little color gradient yeah, which I, I want to hang back up. Yeah, actually, they're, yeah, they're the closet. We need to get them back out. But uh, I, it's happened a lot where for this channel where I'll be like, okay, time to look at all the N64 games and find a specific yeah. game or, oh, yeah. okay, we're going to look through the SNES. And it's so, it's just annoying. <laughs> it's not only there are they gray, but the labels aren't in a great yeah. spot. You can't see what's yeah. there. Yeah. Oh, Game Boy cartridges. Yep. Yeah also have that problem all of them all of them all game boy plus some of them are cool like when you get the occasional like translucent you know game boy color ones Mm -hmm. but but even still it's like well that could be my deja vu one and two it could be my uh mario dx Kirby something yeah well kirby tilt and tumbles pink can't miss it (laughs) can't miss it all of them should be pink derek come on grace all of them if they're all pink then no no one's pink (laughs) okay well and then we got one more from anton Thanks for submitting questions, by the way. Um, have you ever thought about your influence on video games, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, YouTube, or video game discourse as a whole? Personally, you made an immense pe- impact on me when I found HVGN in my early teen years. You helped shape my tastes and how I view games today. Do you think things like the community would have been different if you weren't there 
kind of at the be you know at the genesis at the beginning uh i try not to think about it um i'm because i'm the all right i will i will be in a room with friends having a good time but there'll be a nagging thing in the back of my head that's like oh no one no one likes me here they're all just being nice because they're trying to be nice they actually don't like me right you know i i i you struggle with that validation yeah yeah, yeah. um so or no, that's trust issues. Yeah, whatever. It's 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 a weird. It's a it's a it's a part of me that just kind of have to accept and be like, yeah, that's not true. And it's let that feeling come up, acknowledge it, and then kind of try and flush it away. Um, I definitely feel like I moved the needle on a couple of things, and I've I've had a handful of like you know big YouTubers say that they were inspired by me. Um, but all those people were like mad talented already. So it's like, all right, I was just, they watched me and went cool. And then I could do this too. They probably watched my work and went, this guy sucks. I could do it better. <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, it's, I, I, I'm happy with the place where I don't, I wouldn't like credit you with it necessarily, but I am happy that we're, I think in a spot where people are tired of, like things just being like negative, I guess, or, you know, having not that the AVGN is like negative necessarily is even now, um, but just being like, this thing sucks. I think having yeah. the angle of like, this thing's bad. And that's actually what I like about it or is, I, is fun. I think so. what it really I feel was, like there's more positivity happening now. The thing I didn't really like about it back in the day was it just felt like people were using video games, this old media, video games movies whatever uh as just like fodder for jokes like as a punching bag kind yeah of. and it felt like sort of like almost like poaching like you just here for the antlers you just here for the, the you know the tusks and you just leaving the rest of the body um like you, you you play a game for a few minutes just to make a handful of jokes then you're out um now that's clearly the smarter thing to do because most of those people are far more successful than i ever was so maybe they were onto something um I'm, i really you know people we all out here we all just trying to pay our bills i really don't care me personally though i saw a lot of that when like i want to kind of take this shit a little more serious um and there's still room on youtube for both of those angles but that was just what i wanted to do what that was just kind of how my i wanted my voice to be um i yeah i don't think often i i definitely feel like maybe i moved the needle on a couple of things whenever there's a new splatterhouse re-release i'm kind of like yeah maybe i moved that maybe i did something on that I sometimes I think about like, yeah, most of the games I covered on Happy Video Game Nerd have been re-released and remade in, in some capacity and somewhere. Uh, but I, I don't take credit for it. And I don't feel like that I had I had a bit of an impact, maybe. But I mean, the, the, here's the facts is like the channel is at 300,000 subs. You you ins Thank you intensely inflated the value of Metal Storm. Yes, apparently it was already a little expensive. It was yeah. But here here's like it's... here's like some like kind of statistics here. Uh, so we're at three hundred thousand subs. Thank you, by the way. Um, it took fifteen years. <laughs> um, but uh, the fact is that Happy Video Game Nerd is only sixty thousand subs, which means at that, the peak. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. When I when I decided to switch it over, it was sixty thousand subs. Um, so factually you know stop skeletons and fighting is four times more successful than hvgn you know um but then you got just for inflation you know having ten thousand subs in 2009 does not mean the same things it does in you know 2021 um uh so i 
yeah, I don't know. It's 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 I'm I'm really proud of that body of work still. It was before I got an ADHD medication. It was before I started taking antidepressants. It was before I started taking uh, therapy. Before I really started taking my mental health more serious. So, also when I look at that body of work, I feel like it is literally a different person. Um, not only was I a younger man, I was a a, a, a uh, far more emotionally and cognitively different person. Yeah, you can grow a lot more hair on your face now. <laughs> you had to bring like, up the you roughly... had to bring up the chin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> roughly four times as much air um yeah i don't know how to end this but just uh i i guess we could just crank it that's how we could end it yeah we can crank that soldier boy which was popular in 2007 which is when i started making this um no it's flattering uh but uh, what what keeps me motivated and keeps me going is you know keep finding the fun mm-hmm. doing more of stuff and finding the chat the challenge of of you know We've never been a monumentally successful YouTube channel, you know, uh, and so that 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 finding out why a video succeeds and why a video fails is 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 really fun, you know. Um, I love the work. I it just it's it's uh, I just focus on the work. Um, and so long as I enjoy doing it, that means that I'm following my heart. Is that kind of it's mm-hmm. weird to talk about that? Uh, which is fucking video game reviews, but uh. Yeah, no, you gotta, I, you gotta do what feels right. Yeah, I guess I I, I, keep I, your head I don't think about it because it just kind of rattles my brain weirdly. Yeah. Um, and I just don't want my head to get big, and I just have trust issues. And yeah, you're, I, just, I think you're kind of your strengths and why you have continued to do this for so long is you are really good at just keeping looking at the next thing and just kind of keeping your head down and just like barreling through. Yeah. And uh, so yeah. But it turns out that like 30 years of not being on ADHD medication, ADHD medication, uh, you learn do that to you. Yeah. You learn to work really, really hard, uh, but not really work smart. (laughs) Um, yeah. Sorry. Now I'm all, that that feels like a a great way to end it. Work hard, work smart, rise and grind. Yeah. Billionaire mindset. Billionaire mindset. (laughs) Uh, we the best. Yeah. We the best music. Um, (laughs) who we yeah. Uh, Mike Who Jones. let the dogs out? Arf, 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 arf. <laughs> our, both our dogs are still asleep. They are. They have been asleep this whole time. Yeah. Um. So they're they're so worn out. Yeah. It's good. Well, I they had think a big day yesterday. They did. Oh yeah, I took Launchpad. Oh, Launchpad had to be in the car so we can uh you know keep everybody company. Yeah, visit. I don't think he wanted. I don't think he realized he was going to be on, in the your, car. on your trip to the airport. Yeah. yeah, to the airport. We took yeah took Launchpad to the airport. I think he was excited at first. <laughs> I was like, are we coming home yet? <laughs> Which is basically everyone's reaction when they have to go to the Seattle airport. Yeah. <laughs> Especially like, at like, like the middle of the day yeah, this during is, traffic. It's yeah. Like, and I, yeah, as we're going home, it's like, well, it's the middle of the day. But like as we're driving home, it's like, oh, the sun is setting. <laughs> no. So, it was literally, literally all like my daylight spent day. driving to the airport. Um. Anyway. Yeah. Hey, man, we're almost here at the end of the year, man. Like this is ridiculous. We have... Uh, two videos that are up on the Patreon right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, people that are listening in the public side, the uh, expect for virtual, uh, sorry, virtual, what? Yeah, virtual reality, Resident Evil 4. Yep. Uh, and then some my favorite dumb controllers that I have in my collection. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, and the next podcast is going to come out, will t- be recorded on the tw- 20th. 20th. Yeah. And it'll come out probably on the 22nd. 
yeah, for people listening. So stick, keep your ears to the ground. We will be here in two weeks. Yeah. For all your podcasting. Technically needs. less than two weeks because, you know, we're recording on Tuesday. Oh, damn. So it's going to be 13 days away. My favorite number. Bam. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks everybody for listening and we will see you again. Yeah. Real soon. Good night. Bye.